Welcome, uh, one and all, to the uh, award-winning podcast and radio show, the uh, Pastors, Pastors, Pastors of Pain. Uh, we're just uh, we're just two awesome holy priests here, just waiting for the canonization process to begin, leading the church to holiness in Payne County. Um, Father Kerry Wakulich, I'm the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center on the uh, corner of Miller and Knobloch, and I'm here with... Um, Part of the huge, except for this past summer, my sidekick, friend, um, house house roommate, house um, house resident, Father Brian O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Hey, man. So there's a uh, there's a funny football game. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> there's a funny there's a feature on on uh, on the uh, Facebook uh-huh. that is called uh, Memories. Oh yeah, memories, and so every day you can see like what you posted a year oh, yeah. ago and five years ago. It's it's fascinating, and I really like it. I'm like a uh-huh. I'm a person who okay. I like occasions. I like being Do you Catholic. Remember, I like lit- the liturgical calendar. Okay, I like that we celebrate like the 500th anniversary of <laughs> you know this or that or you know. Mm-hmm. Today is the 473rd anniversary of the death of this saint. I love that stuff. Whoa. Well, anyway, in this my... Is, well, this is like so coming out of nowhere. It's not coming out of nowhere. You've been waiting for this all day. No, I, we just sat down and put our headphones on. And so this came out of your... I think <laughs> it was going? yesterday, uh-huh. one of these days this week, and one of the memories was... Like every week I post this this podcast, yeah, yeah. right? Because it's podcast... Also on the radio on Sunday mornings, 9.30 on Pete 94.3. But then we put it out, like on our parish Facebook. You put it out on your parish uh-huh. Facebook, Twitter. You know, we, we kind of spread the word. Anyway, so one of the memories was, it was from three years ago. And it was the podcast that we did uh-huh. three years ago, whatever, yesterday. And it was about your plans to build a new church. <laughs> and so I was driving. Where was I driving? I don't remember. Anyway, I like I listened to it. What really? And it was so fun. Okay, you to yeah. like it was like you being like, yeah, we're about a year away from starting construction, and the building is going to be based on you know wow. this, this church in Milan, and it's going to have this, and it's going to have all this space, and it's going to look different from the current church. It was just fascinating I'll, to like hear. It was a little, you know, a little, a little back to the future slice, slice of the past. But hearing you say, "But man, oh my gosh, I have to get on the road a lot. We have to raise a lot of money. Uh-huh. I really hope people get behind it and support it." Yeah, and it's anyway. It was just it was fun. Since then, and uh, I was thinking of you know last last week you had um, Doctor Shree Ed Shree. Oh yeah, yeah, Doctor Ed Shree from the Augustine from, Institute uh, Focus. Denver. Okay. And you invited us over, uh, the the uh, the uh, the unwanted, the untouchables. You invited <laughs> us over, and and it was a very, it was a nice it was a very nice event. But it was the first time I had been to a St. John's event that was just like you know a normal event, and there was several hundred students, yeah, all there was eating dinner and just a good vibe in the place. Sixty-eight of them, and. And then, uh, and then Dr. Shree gave his talk mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was just it was fun to kind of put all that together. Hearing going to that event and then hearing you three years ago talk about trying to bring this right, thing right, right. to life, and then you brought it to life. Yeah. <laughs> well, this past um, you know the rest in peace the game against the school that shall not be named. Uh, You're not supposed to lose to directional schools. That's the rule. <laughs> Southern Alabama. Anyway, we they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Oh, but, uh, but anyway, we digress. Anyway, so uh, when we were doing all that design stuff, we said like, "Well, you know, it'd be great as if we had tailgates, and then people would tailgate around here. They were friends of St. John. They would park here. They'd share life together, cook out, and do all that stuff." And l- that weekend, there were 500 people tailgating in front of the St. John. There were, oh. there were like 10 tailgates. And there Is that were, more or less than you expected? Well, I, we had no idea what to account for. Oh. Because our first tailgate in football season of 2016, no, 2017 when I got here, we had 10 students in a 10 by 10 tent. Oh. And we cooked about Everyone it. got a square foot? Everybody got a square foot. Yeah, we had chairs around and... I made some burgers and actually everybody got 10 square feet. But okay. So everybody got, yeah. Wow. So just to see that difference, like Dr. Ed Cherie, if we had given that same talk at old St. John. Where would you have done it? Well, In the, the church probably. Well, you know, there were people from, you know, the other school down I-35. What's that place? Yeah. Hell? Oh, you people. Oh, yeah. You, Norman. Norman. They, they, they were sitting up. in the front row. Well, How I invited them up because you have to invite up, you know, you have to bring oh, your enemies to the front so you know, you know what they look like. Yeah. And then some You always want to be facing the door so that you can, so you don't get shot in the back. Yeah. That's right, and then our and then our little bitty brothers from Edmond from UCO, you know that we give a handout to occasionally. It's like, come on up here, come on, you can have a seat at the table. They came up as well because that was they have nice focus. That's good hospitality. Yeah, they have focus missionaries down there, focus missionaries in Norman. Uh, but anyway, our old parish hall would have only seated a hundred and twenty people at yeah. a table for yeah. dinner, and there I think there was hundred and forty plates of food served. And there were 168 students there, almost 170. That was very nice. Yeah, that was super great. Well, just just wicked cool stuff. Okay, so what's what's on? (sighs) We were going to talk about forgiveness. Do you remember? Do you want to? Oh, do I want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I um. So last with the context is the gospel last weekend. You know, we when we started this podcast. We wanted to make sure that we met the needs of the people of Stillwater, our 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 parishes, Stillwater and, then, and surrounding communities. Uh, yes, and then Stillwater, and then the world. So we don't care so much about the world, and, and you can't include everything in a homily, and that's what we discussed. Like, you can't get this in a homily, you can't get this all in a talk. But the the idea of forgiveness, because in the last couple of weeks. We've had these gospels, and they have been bone crunching, fire, as yes. the kids say. Yeah. So the, the uh, you know a couple of weeks ago it was um, if your if your brother or sister sins against you, go tell them, and then bring it to the church, and then bring it to us, and then the next gospel was you know it's and it's all what I find interesting, and for you all at home, it, you know Catholics sitting in the pews is one of the things I love when preparing for a homily is, okay, where does this gospel in place of last Sunday's gospel? And we had the keys of the kingdom, 
Matthew 16. We had Jesus calling Peter Satan. Matthew 16. We had his bro- like Jesus saying, "Go correct your brothers and sisters who sin against you." And then we had the and then we had um this past Sunday. Matthew 18. Yeah. So we had all of these gospels. There were two together and then two together. And they and and the churches by by putting them back to back with each other are telling us like, hey, listen here. Octung bitter. These go together. Ten cuidado, like pay attention to this stuff. These things are important um, in the in, in 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 our life right now. And so the way I the way I preached on it the last couple of weeks is these aren't just isolated things that the that either Jesus is teaching or, or the church wants us to know. It's preparing us for heaven. So we have these gospels teaching us about forgiveness, of how many times we're supposed to forgive. You know, Peter says, well, the, the law says three. I'm going to go seven. I'm going to double it. What do you say, Jesus? And Jesus says not only seven times, but 77 times. That's why the kingdom of heaven, and that's what all these are about, about what is heaven going to be like? But also, how are you preparing for heaven? How are we preparing for heaven? And so at the heart of this is forgiving the other, which I don't like to do. Yeah, it's very hard. So <laughs> the, a, that's all you got is, is Jesus, very, whoa, it's pretty hard. And thank you for joining us. When, yeah, when Jesus talks about, so, I mean, Jesus says some things that are very, that you kind of think are impossible, I've, I've thought over the years, Jesus, you are asking me to do something. You're yeah. telling me that yeah. I have to do this, and I'm incapable of doing this, and that's not fair. Right. If I said to you, I need you to lift my car over your head, you must. You have to. Uh-huh. Or we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I'm asking you to do something you can't do. That's right. And that's not fair. And so I've, it's been just a, a sort of a back and forth with the Lord, just in prayer of like, and I've thought about it just in, in like in, in the life of a priest, like, gosh, you want me to do that? I don't, uh-huh. I don't, I just, I don't think I'm capable of that. And then what I find out is if I'm, if I'm humble enough and, you know, we've kind of put our, put our gifts and talents at the service of the Lord, I find out that I'm actually like more capable of things than I thought I was. And so when Jesus says things like, be perfect as your uh-huh. heavenly father is perfect, uh-huh. I've often thought over the years, maybe you have too, or people listening, whatever, I've thought, Jesus, you shouldn't say that. Because that's, <laughs> you're, you're asking me to do something I can't do. Uh-huh. When he says to the woman, go and sin no more. I've thought, I've thought to myself, and I do, and you know, like when I go to confession, part, you know, part of going to confession is when you make an act of contrition. My God, I'm sorry for my sins with all my heart. In choosing to do wrong and failing to do good, I've sinned against you, and I should love above all things. I firmly intend with your help. And, and basically, then we say, I firmly intend with your help to not sin anymore. Mm-hmm. Jesus yep. says, go and sin no more. And I've thought to myself, do I really mean that? Like, am I really capable of not sinning anymore? Really? Jesus, your, your expectations are too high. Mm. 
but then but then it's important then to think about yeah. heaven and like striving for heaven. And so anyway, all that in light of we get this gospel this weekend. It's Matthew 18, and Peter says, Let me I'll read it, I'll read it for you. I got my Ooh, right, right on the Ignatius Press Bible. Here we go. So this is Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? <laughs> and, you, and you know, put yourself in Peter's shoes. Like Peter's like going high. Yeah, Peter's three like, double. Peter's like, I mean, something crazy, like seven. And Jesus says, uh, verse 22, Jesus said to him, I do not, say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Uh, yeah. trans, depending on translation or seven, you know, 77 times. Yeah. And you just, and you read that and you're like, Jesus, you cannot be serious. Mm -hmm. And then you think to yourself, if, if like a person, if a regular person said that to me, who isn't the savior of the world, <laughs> I would say you're, you're, you're saying that to me as as if as if as if you've yeah. never been hurt like you're you're setting these like crazy mm -hmm. unrealistic expectations and it's it's not fair and it's not realistic at all yeah i uh, i have, so we have i have two diff every every sunday during football season i have a saturday night homily to people who are tailgating and then I have a Sunday mass homily to college students. The, the Saturday night people are my people. Just so no, you know. no, no. These are like Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Wichita, and some, and some Oklahoma City. I know who you are. <laughs> There's rarely someone who's cheating on you over there. But it, it, it went like this. I know this. exactly who like, you are. Did G, like Jesus is asking us to forgive. And it's like, well, Jesus, did you ever do that? And there's this scene on Holy Thursday night where... Peter, he says, I do not even know the man. And then in Greek, it says, I do not even know the man. And then Peter began, so he denies him three times. And then it says, and then Peter began to curse. Not, and it doesn't, the word in Greek is not profanity. The word in Greek is demonio, like to call down demonic Passing, mm. cursing upon Jesus and Peter, and it and it says there's a it's a beautiful line in it. It says, and Pete, Jesus looked at Peter, like he looked at him, just like he looked at the rich young man and he loved him. There's this like he he looks at him and he runs away. But this is this is something I learned about about like the Hebrew culture that if you look away, it's like you shame them and you shun them. You're disgusted with them. You look at them and you love them. So we even, still do that. Like even on that holy If you're mad at someone, you're like, I can't even look at you. Exactly. Get out it's of like, my, get out right. of my sight. Uh, that we do that. But then this is what I, this is what I love about the resurrection. And this is what I told the people. I said on Easter Sunday morning, Jesus says to Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, in the, Eastern, in the Eastern Church is called Apostle to the Apostles. She's the first good newser to the good newsers. She sa he says to her, go and tell my brothers. And I'm just like, wait a second. Like, he doesn't say go and tell those people who betrayed me. 
Go and tell those people who abandoned me. Go and those tell those people who called down curses upon me. He says, go and tell my brothers to meet me in Galilee. It's like, at the heart of who God is, God is love. You know, even they say, like the woman says, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. In Spanish, it says, ten misericordia de mi. Like, have mercy, have mercy on me from the depths of your heart. Forgive me. And so the Lord Jesus, I mean, he, he doesn't just like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm God, and I do these miracles and stuff like that, but, you know, this stuff over here, uh, we'll see what happens. No, he lives out all of them and proves that he is the God of mercy, compassion, and forgiveness. And he's there doing it. But then but then that gets transferred to us because we, it, it's not, it's, you know, we're, we're uh, we, 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 I mean, we, we sit and, you know, it's, I was joking with this with some guys. I said, you know, we, we, we make fun of our football team for losing, but how many times have you been hit by a person running at you 17 miles an hour with full pads wanting yeah, to crush Yeah, how many times have you lost in your life? Yeah, exactly. So, but, but there's that. A lot. Until, until we actually go out there and we're like, actually, I, I don't want to get run over by a, a six-foot-five man who weighs 300 pounds. Pass. Um, so we, we say these things. And then, and then the moment comes then, like, does the gospel and the Eucharist take hold of our lives? Like, does the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ take hold of our lives and seize? And it says, the last Sunday's gospel, it says, take hold of our minds and our hearts so that we don't think like we should think, but we think like divine people think. It was a magnificent um, closing prayer. Seize our minds and our hearts. Do we allow that the That was Euch- the prayer after communion. Yeah. Do we allow the Sunday. Eucharist to do that? And then do we really allow the gospel to to rule our lives. Because if the, the gospel is Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us, then we have to. Because, so last Sunday, um, uh, well, Saturday and Sunday, I made reference to Maria Goretti's mom, Asunta Goretti. I said, if you want to like, f- like find a patron saint right now because you don't want to forgive somebody or you feel like you can't be forgiven, then ask Asunta Goretti to pray for you. She, you know, she's the woman um, after Alessandro, the murderer, the guy who murdered her, her daughter, Maria Goretti, after Alessandro reports that Maria Goretti starts visiting him in jail and he has this massive conversion, Assunto Goretti then literally I, starts going to daily mass with uh, Alessandro when he gets out of prison. I mean, it's well known that these two people went to daily mass and received Holy Communion together. And then at her canonization in St. Peter's Square, it's... Asunta they sat together. and Alessandro sitting together at the canonization process. I think one thing that's important, so when so Alessandro Serenelli killed Maria Goretti, stabbed her 13 times. Yeah. Um one of the things that I think, you know, he so he he was arrested and he went to jail. Um for I think he went to jail for 30 years. Um, now I don't know where in that process, like Mrs. Goretti, like yeah, yeah. forgave. Yeah, it you know? probably wasn't instantaneously. Like, was it? Yeah, and uh, I think I that's where day one. So my homily last Sunday was, I didn't use that example, but 
mm-hmm. for those, I think if you're listening to this you, and you live around here, like we had, uh, one of our parishioners was was murdered. Yeah, terrible. Um, his name's Sam Crawford. He's 21 years old. Rest in peace. And Sam. he, yeah, he he was killed basically. You know, kind of like for his truck. Um. And I just thought it was it was fascinating, kind of that all that happening. He was missing for twelve days. Yeah. They found him, uh, and then here comes this reading about Oof. mercy. You know, when I mean I'm not I can't blame anyone who is not feeling mercy, but is feeling, you know, vengeance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so this reading comes along, and so I kind of dived in on on that. You know, just on that subject of that mercy, finding mercy is a uh-huh. is a process. Um, I didn't say this, but kind of like easy. It's sort of easier said than done. When pe- people use these sort of pithy, uh-huh. you know, sort of phrases where they say, you know what, you just got to move on, or you know, you got to forgive and forget. That's bull honky. You know, like things <laughs> you find at Hobby Lobby on the wall on the wall <laughs> of people. Right next to things that say, what happens at the lake stays at the lake. Um, anyway, there's these kind of these phrases, Vomit. you know, that people kind of use. And I think partially because they don't have anything else to say. But then, you know, you put the, the really practical stuff. Asunta Garetti, her daughter was killed. Like, yeah. there's a moment. It happened to her. She lost her her daughter. You know, so this happened here and this here in our community. You know, it's like Sam dies, and that doesn't just die; he's killed. Um, what it brings the gospel into, what they say, kind of where the rubber meets the road. Which way are you gonna mm-hmm. go? Which so we can talk about the gospel in in abstractions. And this is one of those moments uh-huh. in our in this community, for this family, for this parish, and like and I'm thinking, you know, and like for me, for where am I? Uh-huh. Am I do I am I taking the gospel seriously, or am I faking it? Yeah. And when you say, you know, that that it ought to pe- you know penetrate our hearts, Seize. and Bishop yeah. our Bishop says this all the time. He just he's got this phrase, and he didn't make it up, but it's but it's and he just says. Jesus is Lord. And if Jesus is Lord, then he needs to be Lord of everything in our lives. And yeah. that includes how we treat each other. That includes our family life. That includes the life of our parish. That also includes where our work. That also includes sort of intimate and deep things like forgiving someone who's harmed us. Uh-huh. And so maybe you're, you know, maybe you knew Sam or may, and maybe you didn't. Um, but where, like where in our lives is there, are there still those things that, that hurt? Somebody has wronged us along the way. And are we working towards yeah. forgiveness? So I mean, back to, you know, Peter, I think Peter kind of thinks he's being all hotshot, like, as many as seven times? Like, look how great I am. I'm going to, like, go totally high. Some uh-huh. other wuss apostle would say, like, two or three. But I'm Peter, and I'm going to say seven. <laughs> and Jesus, you know, totally, like, raises the ante. Yeah. Not seven. 
77. Right. In the culture we live in of the, uh, I think also with the cancel culture, everybody's getting canceled. It's like, we don't know how to forgive people because we immediately cancel them in one way, shape, form, or another. It's not just like, oh, we're going to dismiss them from the public square. But it's like, oh, this person, eh, done with you. It's like, what? Okay. So I've had this reflection this week. And it's on the feast of Cyprian, um, martyr this past week. Yeah, and the it, it, you know they li- they give the accusation. You know the governor, Galerius Maximus, you have posed as the pontiff of a sacrilegious group, and the bishop answered, "I have." And then it gets down, and they're trying to get him to sway, and he says, "The accusation is you have set yourself up as an enemy." of Rome and our religious practices. Like, that's the accusation that the Roman emperor lays against Cyprian, po- pontiff, pope of the church. You have made yourself an enemy against the nation of Rome and our religious practices. Why can't we set ourselves up as an enemy against vice, revenge, sloth, anger, resentment, lust, mean-spirited, being a jerk. Like set ourselves up as enemies against Those the gods. Those vices are my enemies. Like like these are the gods of the culture of revenge and animosity and slander and gossip. Like to see them really as the way of life of quote, quote unquote the Roman Empire or to see them as um, the religious practices of the enemy and say like, I'm setting myself up as an enemy against them. Like, I want to be considered an enemy against that way of like, of lack of forgiveness. Mm. I mean, it, it's, it, it is really. Instead, we make the enemy becomes the person we don't want to forgive. Yeah. Rather than unforgiveness. Yeah. An exorcist said one time, he said, it's not that we start to think like the enemy. We actually start to act like him. Yeah. And all of these things are not just like, Ooh. I start to think, actually, because um, a, 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 a habit is an, act, is, a, is an idea in motion, whether it's a habit of vice or a habit of virtue. So a virtue is the habitual action for the good. So I think about it and then I do it. And a vice is a habitual action, an idea that's a habitual action towards the evil. It's like, why can't we just, like me, I'm talking to myself right now. It's like, I have to set myself up as an enemy against these things. So I think one very practical way to do that, you know, so we talking about Mrs. Goretti and talking about Sam Crawford getting killed and, and like, so how, how do you like get to a place where you're like forgiving on the big things? And I think this is true of any virtue. And that is, okay, you want, you want mm-hmm. to obtain this virtue, like start in a, start in a small, the local level. Start, right. Yeah. And so you want to like get to the point where you're forgiving some major injustice against you or your family or there are community. But then, but then, like I mean, literally, like then somebody cuts you off in traffic, yeah, and you want to punch them in the face, you know, like there's a there's yeah. a there's a moment to like grow in virtue, the virtue of mercy, the virtue of patience, yeah, um, very practical ways, 
right. um, your professor, you know, that wrongs you. Somebody in your group was supposed to do this and they didn't. And this isn't like let everyone off the hook, like no one's responsible for anything. Correct. But the question is, like, how long do you hold on to injustices against you? And how do, and how do they affect you? I mean, so the the old phrase I've used this in a few homilies over the years, you know, that like lack of lack of lack of forgiveness, lack of mercy, is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to to die. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And so I, but but I but I also want to get across like easier said than done, like that it's yeah. a, that it's a that it's a process. Right. And yeah, I, I found when I don't forgive people that resentment and animosity show up and they then are like an ulcer to my belly yep. and my, my heart and my mind. Yep. They're like ulcers. Like I don't even want to see these people. I don't even want to think about them. Yep. When I do think about them, I, I want to blur it from my mind immediately. And so at the heart of it is just to, is I have to like, like get down on my knees before the Lord and bang my head against the tabernacle and ask for, for <laughs> Lord, we don't help me. Help me to forgive these. Just people. want to be clear. I don't recommend the banging of the head. Ta- I took it from Thomas Aquinas. A tabernacle. Yeah. Don't That's... be. Don't be walking into our churches and banging your head against. Our we t- have the benefit of uh, having a private chapel well, in, our, I, in our house. Like the other day, I just laid my chin on the altar and I looked at Jesus in the Holy Eucharist and I said, "Lord, help me to forgive these two people." Yeah. So do that. I mean, that's where that's where it comes from. Forgiving 77 times. Ouch, bro. That doesn't come naturally to us. And so it's we go to the Lord. Okay. Y'all have a beautiful day. Peace.